Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to FestPod, the unofficial rock festival guide. I'm Neil Wilkinson, with our perspective on the latest news from your favourite rock festivals, our music guide for the month, and some special things that we found in FestPod favourites. So let's welcome my fellow hosts from the Heavy Music Awards panel. Please welcome ah. Lee Ellingham. Hello. Um, hello. It's, it's really, really ex- exciting that uh, I'm part. I've been chosen. Obviously, You've I, been I obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I applied, and, and they I suppose yeah, you. they picked. Yeah, but it, it makes me feel really important. Uh, I'm really excited by, by it. So hopefully, um, whoever I decide or I choose to nominate, hopefully I get listened to. That'd be nice. You've got power, haven't you now? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Well, potentially. Um, I think. What do what happens? Do they do all the, the the panel members nominate somebody, and whoever gets the most nominations gets nominated properly? Is that right? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. That's, oh, that was my it. Interpreta- Anybody knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was that was my interpretation of it as well. Wow! Imagine being involved with the Heavy Music Awards. That is quite a quite very an exciting. Achievement. Eamon Shorts is hello. with us as well. Hello. hello calling hello, hello. you Toxeter. Calling you Toxeter. How are things down there? How are things down there, Eamon? <laughs> well, last time I checked, <laughs> they were fine. The durable one. Oh, yes. Fuck's anyway. sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to go well. Uh, yeah, we're good. It's, 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 yeah, it's been Christmas. I've got my new hat on. Don't know if you know I'm a Metallica fan. Do you know, if no. you weren't wearing the hat, I would never have known. I've not mentioned it, have I? Oh, Do you know, it's a really it. nice hat. What's, uh, what's on the underside of the, the sun visor there? 
It's actually... Because I can see something flashing. Oh, look at my hair. That's beautiful. Oh, no, wow. Isn't that nice? Oh, that's Amazing cool. Design. That's cool. I really like that. It's going back on now, though, because that hair's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's, let's not get into hair wars. <laughs> let's not mention my hair either. Let's just move on from that. Um, so, welcome along, Eamon. Nice to see you again. Uh, we don't have Rich this time around. It wouldn't be Festpod if there wasn't one of us missing. Um, he, uh, unfortunately, has had some adventures, but not of the pleasant and painless kind. Uh, so, best wishes to Rich. Oh, no. Best riches to Rich. No, you see. <laughs> That's what I had. Best riches, Rich. Best, best. See, it's a difficult thing to say. Go on, you try and say it. Best, best wishes, <laughs> Richard. Best anyway. wishes, Richard. So uh, get in touch with us on the socials or on YouTube by looking for FestPod. We're also on TikTok. So hello if you found us through TikTok. We don't do any dances or anything like that. Not, not yet, at least. Um, that's a potential for 2023. Um, but if you like the show and you're a regular listener, we're also now on Patreon if you'd like to support us. We'd love it if you would choose to do that, and it would all go back into the show. We've also got some merch available on Etsy. So just search for FestPod and uh, go for your life there. So let's begin with the festival news. Now... Uh, some download festival news. First of all, we have um, some new RIP accommodation. There just seems to be new RIP accommodation every time I switch on my computer or my phone. Um, but uh, we have something called the TP Lodge and the Night Owl, which has been announced. The RIP accommodation, when they announce these new things, it tends to be things with the roof like uh, we, we saw in the last episode that they had, um, or one of the previous episodes, that they've got like shed type offerings. They've got luxury suites. This one um, looks like it, uh, it's, it looks like it's got a, an indoor, ki- like a kitchen, a proper, in, like a kitchen. <laughs> is yeah. in the picture that I'm looking at, which is uh, the Night Owl uh, for two en suite, one double. Um, it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's got a, a wooden side there with some some teal i'm calling it uh cupboards underneath proper taps uh, i assume there's power in there with a ket- with a kettle and stuff like that and uh, it looks beautiful um however have you seen the price i haven't yeah, i'm gonna I've... guess <laughs> a grand per person <gasps> no i think you're wildly underestimating how much this is worth oh, damon i've got it in uh, fr- i've got it in front of me here um i think yeah it's 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 two thousand three hundred and thirty-five pound each. No, it's four thousand six hundred and seventy pounds <laughs> each. Hang on, hang on. Right, is the, so? Hang on, that says for two there, does it not? Does it say per person? Was that for two? Well, it says each there. Look. Hang on a fucking minute. A fucking minute. Have a look. Oh, come on now, lads. Come on, lads. <laughs> Are you looking at this, Aiden? Have you got it? I've got. Uh, I've got something up. Have you? Uh, yeah, well, got... we'll deal with that later, but yeah. we're talking about... The... Ticketmaster, come um, on, have a look at the t- price first, Eamon. <laughs> I've got... Oh, I've, so I've got two... I've got the TP Lodge. Yes. Which is 3670 for two. But then, yeah, <laughs> the Night Owl. The Night Owl is £4,670 each. 
Oh my god! So that would buy you perhaps a Ford Fiesta, um, or what could that buy you instead of? <laughs> I tell you what, if I sold my car and got that much, I'd be well happy. What I know, especially because yours is a bit dodgy, isn't it? <clears throat> no, that's my old car. This one's not well. Have you got no, a new car? Fit. No, <laughs> no. Hell. The Fiesta, I fixed it. It oh, needed a new you? battery. It needed a new battery. It's fixed. But, what was it? Double A's. <laughs> yes, it. <laughs> um, so you've got you've got options. If you've got a few grand, just burning a hole in your pocket. Um, you've got the night owl there. You've also got the TP Lodge, which looks um, again. That's a TP Lodge for two en suite with one double bed. It's actually a wooden bed with what looks like a mattress and a chandelier at the top. Um, is that is that a bathroom that I'm looking at it's, there? It's, it's a full bathroom. That you, Showers, I mean, if, if if that was in your house or in a flat, you'd be quite pleased with that, wouldn't you? I'd be well chuffed. But to have that in sort of like a, it look like a TP sort of type tent, like so it must like be a massive. Tent, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> must be sort of attached and, to it at the back. Yeah, like an extension. Yeah. Um, and that is three thousand six hundred and seventy pounds, which is a bargain. Um, is it? Fuck I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's something. Is I suppose it? if you've got the money, is it a bargain? It's a bargain, I guess. I mean, you think your tickets, what, three hundred fifty quid this year? A normal RIP tickets, six hundred quid. Yeah, and you still got to bring your own tent. Yeah, so that's true. I guess when you think about it, but I'm certain some of the hotel packages are cheaper. So oh yeah, oh, I'd much rather stay in a hotel. Yeah, certain slam are cheaper. So just 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 do that if you want that much luxury. Do you know what? There's a Hilton that's down the road at the airport. Um, We've stayed at that Hilton though. We have stayed at that Hilton. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> oh, you weren't impressed with it? Not really. Got very it high standards, like a- Lee. Clearly, no. Having said that, I preferred the Travelodge. But did you? Okay, I can't. Do you know what? I can't remember because we always get absolutely fucking shit faced the night before, <laughs> and I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Um, it all just runs it's, into one. It's the way it should be. Yes, <laughs> that's what we do, though, isn't it? You know, we, well, uh, uh, actually, this um, twenty-two, we didn't do that because we went into Donington and it was fucking deserted. It was like a ghost town. Which was so um, weird, like because yeah. like, obviously we do, we usually do the Tuesday night um, yeah. in in Castle Donington, and we've done it for a good few years now. And yeah, like I said it was a ghost town. It was so weird. That I don't is understand odd. why it was so deserted as the way it was. Like because usually it's absolutely rammed. I can't remember. Did we actually see any other downloaders out when we were out? There was a few, but none that we sort of really interacted with. I don't think. I can't I, honestly, I don't really remember that well. Um, all I remember is your blue hair. Ah, uh, yes. That, that blue hair. Yes. Those are the days. Yes. It's not, a, it's not a regular thing, is it? You don't really do that with your hair very often, do you? No, it was... Do you know what? It was, it was a sort of a... Fuck it. I'm gonna, I've, I've got my ears pierced. I'm going to dye my hair. I really have a midlife crisis at download. So, yeah. If you're 32 and having a midlife crisis, then what chances the rest of us got? I'm 33 now. Birthday was this week. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, uh, whatever. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, actually, uh, that's a got... point, yeah. That's a point. Neil, you're old as fuck at 40. Amen, how old are you? I'm 33. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, you're well old. See, you say this every episode, but you'll be catching up to me <laughs> fairly soon. So, what's your language, young man? <laughs> There'll always be um, a seven-year gap between us. I'm not having a midlife crisis, but you are. <laughs> With your blue <laughs> hair and your earring. You'll be getting a tattoo next. Yeah, what's uh, your point? <laughs> the, the Envisions logo on his chest. Yes. <laughs> on this? his balls. Uh, <laughs> oh, that'd be, oh, that hurt, wouldn't it? That would. Oh. Okay, so um, I take it you won't be ju- you won't be booking the TP Lodge or the Night Flop, whatever it's called, the Night Owl. Um, no, I'm happy my moist tent. Did you say Night Flop? I did say Night Flop. Yes. Mm, um, flop. Bloodstock is uh, asking for fans' opinions on wristbands um, because they've said that the wristband is scratching against people's skin after several days' wear. Um, I have noticed that kind of thing before. It's not something that I've ever really like given a toss about. I mean, not yeah. enough to... So you know, Vicky posted a... this, this this video comparing them. So you've got the fabric ones where like the design is woven and that's what makes everything itchy. And then you've got these printed ones which are kind of like the slippy wristbands and they're kind of less durable as well. So I, I don't really care. I think I put a vote on there for, for fabric woven like I'm some kind of god. But yeah, I think I like like stitched in designs and... I do. I don't yeah. like printed designs. Printed ones just seem a bit boring. Yeah, it's a cop out in it. <laughs> Pretty much. Get your waving machine going. Yeah. Get your sewing machine out and just get it in yourself. Yeah. What do you reckon, Lee? Um, I can see the. I can see what, where where people's arguments have come from because yeah, it, it's a little bit itchy and it can irritate, but it, it it hasn't ever bothered me that much over the years. Um, no. And they mentioned that the glitter. It could be like the glittery thread is what's making oh, the itch. Oh, yes. So, I mean, if, if they could avoid that and just use maybe like a, a bright bright stitching, like white or baby blue or something like that, I don't know. No, it, it's, never, it's never bothered me that much. Do you know what no. really makes them itchy? Leaving them on your wrist for 72 years <laughs> to look like some sort of elitist god. <laughs> mine come, do you know what? Mine comes off the minute I get home. Because, yeah, it's... it's it's been sat on sat on your wrist for the last five days. Got sweat, mud, probably. And I, yeah, obviously you have a shower in that, but it doesn't really clean it, does it? No. So I, I, I sometimes leave them on for like the festival season. Yeah. So I could be yeah. a metal elitist when it matters. But my oh. nan at Christmas doesn't care about my metal stamps. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I just take them off. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I keep them. I always keep them. I think I've got all of the ones that I've oh, been yeah. to download with. They're in a drawer somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the fuck I think I'm going to do with them, but it's just nice to have, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Um, I did read. There was somebody on Facebook this week who um, was. Inst- I, th- I don't know whether it was um, a denim jacket or not, but it was something like you know a t-shirt or a jacket or something, and he was he was paste cutting out uh, um, the the design from another t-shirt and. Post it, put it on the back. It was a, it was a black jacket. Yes. That's what it was. Um, and um, my thought was because he was talking about 
the, the wristbands. And, and, and my thought would be to, to sort of put them down the arm like that. Um, I don't know whether that would look good or not. I don't know. It's hard to imagine, really. Um, I've seen people's battle jackets like that. Like, yeah, like some people like have stitched the um, stitched the wristband on the bottom of like a, a denim battle jacket as part of obviously all the patches and stuff. So yeah. it's like a like a, f- a frilly bottom to it or something. Or oh, oh, it. God. Oh, I wouldn't like that. No. Or they've stitched them around the sort of around the buttocks. Around the buttocks. Yeah, around the bottom part of the. Uh, the jacket. I mean, there's, there's there's issues here, right? Because a lot of festival goers who do that, they don't take their battle jacket off when they go to the toilet. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And, and yeah, gross. I don't remember It'll any be, brown yeah. bloodstock wristbands. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yummy. There was a white one. That could be dangerous. Do you know what it, it'd be like? You know, have you ever seen? Have you ever been in a in the countryside and seen a sheep? And a sheep's behind with its tail covered with brown around yeah. the edges. That's and it would be me- like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's a metal eater sheep. That's what that is. <laughs> metal exactly eater sheep. Is. Yes, so I, I, don't want, I don't want to do that. Hellfest has announced 179 bands for the 2023 lineup, including some familiar headliners Kiss, Iron Maiden, Slipknot, and Motley Crue. <laughs> Have you bought your tickets yet? I mean, I, I wish. Yeah, it, I, I wish I, as well. I'd love to get to a Hellfest. I mean, the Hellfest lineup this year has gotten a lot of like flack because it's not Why? a typical Hellfesty lineup. But when you, when you look at it, it's it's insane. Like as every Hellfest lineup is, because it's it's just mental. But it's gotten some flack because it's not it's not got. It's got on Kiss, Motley Crue, and I made in his headliners, basically. <laughs> is, is why it's got on flack. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, but the, yeah, so that's four bands, right? And you don't have to see four bands. The, the rest of the lineup is, I mean, there's so many bands. So many bands. It's incredible. Um, I mean, just take a look at the, I mean, I just, I'm not going to read all of them out because I'd be here all day. That would be the podcast. Um, but there's so many, and they've listed them in alphabetical order on Loudwire, uh, and it's there's so many here. Who's who's catching your eye there? Um, for me, for me, uh, Behemoth, Electric Callboy, yes. Meshuggah, Architects, uh, Lorna Shaw, just to name five. Um, I'd I'd be happy just seeing them for the for the whole weekend. But yeah, yeah like it's a to me, it is a typical Hellfest lineup. There's so many bands, and it's going to be like Clash Central. You're going to be you, there's so many bands that will clash that you want to see. I don't, I don't understand why people are giving it any flack. I don't understand why people give Hellfest any flack at all. It's an amazing lineup every year. Yeah, I mean, I think Hellfest are going through their kind of download festival phase in the sense that download was a primitive metal. Not why well, it wasn't a metal festival, but that's what it had the image of. And it's only now, really, where the people like looking at the Hellfest lineup. You've got Machine Gun Kelly on there. Machine Gun Kelly would have been nowhere near, and even Electric Cowboy, and probably bands like Papa Roach and Hollywood Vampires to a degree would have been nowhere near a Hellfest lineup six years ago, seven years ago. But it's it's an outstanding lineup, and I'd love to get across it because when you think you can you can watch all of Main Stage One and all of Main Stage Two. Like, those stages don't clash. They're next to each other. So you could literally have a run of, like, In Flames, Architects, Coded in Cambria, 
Hollywood Vampires, Parkway Drive, Architects Kiss, whatever the running order is. And that's just an outstanding day. Like, I mean, the one band I, I don't like seeing on there is Pantera, but we won't cross that bridge. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah, there's, there's a lot on there that you would like to see. I mean, I don't know how much a ticket is, but whatever it is, I'd say it was good value. You know, I'd, I'd say it was, uh, I mean, plus a trip to France. Um, you know, it's, that's quite an adventure, isn't it, that? Nice, and that's a nice I week away. I think, I think you can, you can book... No, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say, I was I was going to say I think you can book uh, flights and stuff included in your ticket to get there, but I, I don't think you can. I was, no, I'm I'm lying. For, I'm lying for what, what what you can do. You can't necessarily book flights with them, but there's uh, loads of coach packages where you get your ticket and a coach trip from like as high as Edinburgh in the in the country in the UK. Mm-hmm. So there's coach trips that run from the UK through to Hellfest and back, which is mental, but. Like you know, the cost of a ticket, wow. I'm fairly certain it's still it's still cheaper than a download ticket. Oh my 60, god. Th- it's a sixty thousand capacity festival, is it not? Um I download's obviously up to about a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty thousand. I think Hellfest is only about sixty thousand. I was really shocked when I found that out. Yeah, it might even be less. I know it wasn't I mean Yeah, sixty thousand. Uh, is this over yeah. four days? Yeah, four yes. days. I mean, I don't know how they've managed to, uh, to to fit in all these bands. I mean, it's, I think what it's... they've done is, if you remember last year, they had the two Hellfest lineups. Like, they had two Hellfests. They had the 2021 lineup in 2022 and a whole new 2022 lineup. They had two weekends. So I think what they've done this year is just booked all the other bands that they didn't that didn't play last year because ah. the, the, there wasn't many bands left to book. In all honesty. When you when you looked at last year's lineups, it's insane. But it's a festival I want to get to, and yeah, I I just want to get there. Maybe I'm surprised time. you haven't done this one yet, Eamon, Actually, me too, me too. I did. I've done like Varken and a couple of other festivals abroad. But oh, you called it Varken? Varken because I'm a metal elitist, and that's what the locals call it. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, but I've done Wacken. Yeah, <laughs> I've done Wacken Festival, yeah, and it's dead good, dead sick. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I always avoided Hellfest because, and I, the reason why is because it's so close to download, uh, and that's why yeah. I've never gotten out there. Like, it's literally the weekend after, weekend before, or whatever those dates are, fifteenth to eighteenth of June. Mm. It's it's always so close; it's just unaffordable. Oh, I thought you were going to say either way. One of those festivals that you go to, you're going to be hung over to fuck and not being able to to cope with another festival. Yeah, that too, De- definitely that. That's a factor. Yeah, especially especially at the ripe old age of uh, twenty one. It's yes, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a factor. I mean, I I, I would love to go, but I, I, it it looks like, but you know, it's it's, it's a long way away. And it, it looks like a lot of organising, to be honest. Um, so yeah. maybe this will happen, but I, I can't. I can't see it myself. But it looks great. It looks really good. Um, Techfest has announced their first wave of bands, including Suffocation, Chelsea Grin, Born of Osiris, Loathe, Aborted, The Five Hundred, and many more. Many more. Many more. Um, Tech Fest is um, is this one you go to? 
it's it's one I want to go to, and it's not far away from me. Um, and they always have great lineups, and they also do a lot of staggering of stages, so you can see pretty much every band that plays um, usually. And it's seventy quid, and and Chelsea Grin headlining will be great. Aborted will be great, and the Five Hundred are a fantastic band. So so far, it's 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 mildly tempting me. Um, mildly. Yeah, may, maybe I'll make it. It's it'll be a close to the time decision, I think. Unless they pull something incredible out of the bag in my next announcement as well, but it's it's up there. Newark Showground. I'm always at a loss to think where Newark actually is. It's in Lincolnshire, is that right? That's the one, yeah. Still don't really know where that is. It's somewhere sort of east ways, yeah. sort of northeast type direction. Yes. Um, yes. Um, I won't even ask Lee whether he's going because he's not going because it's up north. It's up north. I've, I've, again, it's one of those ones that I'd be tempted for a day ticket because um, I've always wanted to go to Tech Fest. Again, it's 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 that long list of festivals that I'd 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 love to go to. Um, time, money, uh, all factors. Unfortunately, that uh, you wouldn't get a day ticket going. for Tech Fest, though, would you? It's it's miles. Well, I mean, downloads pretty far away too <laughs> in fairness well two hours but you okay well you do what you want <laughs> um, <laughs> i bloody will uh rock am ring has announced a second wave of bands including limp biscuit bmth big mighty testicle hangers and kings of leon Let's have a look at the... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just enjoying Sorry, myself I, now. Do you know I what it is? I this coffee's, this abbrevi- coffee's kicked in. Oh, no. I stuck the abbreviation in, thinking you'd know who it is. You do know who it is, don't Bring you? Bring me the horizon! Oh, fuck for that. <laughs> yeah, I- uh, the, my coffee's kicked in. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so in this danger. is going to be the rest of the show, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm a de- Yes, we're all in danger now. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me try and get this bloody thing up on the screen. You, you, you get it up, and I've just noticed a bad number line up. It's uh, called Bounty and Cocoa. And I've never heard of them, but now I want to. Bounty, really uh, oh, yeah. Bounty, and I would say Bounty and Cocoa. Bounty and Cocoa, like a cocoa bean. Co- yeah, bounty, I don't know why I'm saying Cocoa. I don't know. That's how it's spelled. Um, yeah, I've never heard. We don't. We don't know who. They, uh, shall we? Shall we have a look and uh, who they are? Who the hell is Bounty and Coco? Let's get a load of websites up about chocolate. Let's have a look and check them out. Are they a rap act? Really? I don't know. Wow! And they've been booked for Rockham Ring. I mean, Rock and Ring is kind of... I consider it an old-school kind of Leeds and Reading type, type vibe. Rock and Ring. They, they, they go between, oh, really? like, heavy, German heavy hip-hop. to what's popular. Yeah, Germany. Oh, my God. Did you say German hip-hop? That's what it says on Google about genre. German hip-hop. I've just gone on to wow. like Spotify. And they've got a song called Honey's I'm Club. And Have they? Crispy. <laughs> Ghosts. Ramp. <laughs> they could be good songs. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, do you think they'll go down next? well next to Kings of Leon and 
Bring Me the Horizon and Machine Gun Kelly. The Architects. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's quite a varied lineup, really. I mean, it might not be every Pantera's fan cup of tea, but, you know. It's, it's an interesting one in the Rock and Ring lineup because it's, it's the one lineup where a lot of festival maths come into play for download because of how close it is. Oh, yes. Yes. And so, when you look at it, we're sharing a few bands already um, on there. Not, not as many as usual, but we are sharing some. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Architects, for example, just off the top of my head. But Machine Gun Kelly doing the rounds of all these festivals. Are we going to get Machine Gun Kelly at download? Oh, maybe. I, hope, I hope we do. Just because of the shitstorm that will come. Oh, yes. People, so many people are going to... They will lose... You're going to have two sets of people that will lose their mind in a positive sense and a negative sense. Negatively, you'll get, again, you'll get the elitists um, fucking <clears throat> bitching and whinging as, as usual. Um, but then you'll get another half of the other side of the coin where people will go nuts for him because there's a lot of... I use the term kids loosely. There's a lot of kids that fucking love him. Yeah. I think he's great. So I mean, it, it it could go down. He if he does turn up, it could go down really, really well. I mean, yeah, you, you put you put him on the uh, well, the same lineup as they've got on a Sunday. Bring me the horizon, Machine Gun Kelly, Architects. I think he'll shift a lot of day tickets as well. And be Who was it that was controversial at Download a few years ago? I can't remember now, but we, people, there was a lot of people saying, "Oh, I don't like him." I mean, Machine Gun Diane Kelly Ward. has played Download, but yeah, Diane Ward was probably the most recent. Oh, there you go. That's who I'm thinking of. Machine Gun Kelly has played Download before on the second stage, and I watched a bit of bit of a set, and yeah, it was decent. But since then, he's exploded into this massive star, and he's also released his attempt at a pop punk album as well. So I think that's why he's getting a lot of hate at the minute. But hey, he's a big act. I say bring him. Why not? Bring him on. Bring him on. But yeah, the rest of that lineup is. It's a pretty standard Rock and Ring lineup, but there's a lot of bands in the rounds there, like Papa Roach. Are we finally going to get them back at Download? They've not been at Download for what feels like nearly, maybe nearly 10 years. I don't know when they last played Download, um, but it's it's been a long time, longer than you'd think. But yeah, it's it's a good lineup. And, and Rock and Ring, again, another festival I'd love to go to. Would you spend your own money on a ticket? Yes. I, I would especially for this for this lineup because... Seeing Rise Against in Europe where they're massive in that big slot that they've got would be pretty special. Everybody wants to see that big slot. I do want Rise Against big slot. <laughs> uh, moving on. Now, I think we were talking about this not too long ago. Uh, Linkin Park, in an email to fans, has announced that they're planning exciting things for 2023, holding off their annual LP Underground fan club renewal until then. Um, now, what exciting things? So it's uh, it's one of two things, isn't it? It's just they're redoing the fan club, and they're going to give the fan club something special, or it's exciting things to do with the band. Which is why they're holding off <laughs> doing the fan club. Because um, this is very much a Linkin Park Underground update, which is their fan club. So right. it's hard to tell what it's referring to because it's talking about the LPU offerings. But is it a kind of hint at the band? It's, it's a hard one. Um, 
Um, it says here uh, on the website, with the unexpected passing of Chester, the band has not released a new LPUCD um, since November 2016, but has continued giving the LPU access to exclusive merch. So it is. It's a it's a fan club thing, isn't it, rather than an actual Linkin Park thing, really? Yeah, I was. Or is I, was it? A, I mean, I was a member of this fan club years ago, probably when it first kind of started out, and you would get a CD like like that post of it on their forum said you know you'd get like a, a, a some exclusive live footage some like um unreleased demos and all that kind of stuff on the on the CD yeah. which is cool and you get a t-shirt and other other fan clubby stuff so maybe they've just realized that they've got nothing to give to fan club because obviously they've done nothing so they've got a re change the offering or maybe there is more exciting things coming um which, which I think there will be at some point but yeah. Oh, God, I just want things to happen. I just want some movement. Yeah. But I know, you know, you can't push this sort of thing, can you? Because it's very sensitive still to everybody involved. Exactly, um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's Chester. It was a unique voice. You can't just... It, it's so hard to replace. It's not like it's, for lack of a better term, a standard rock singer, because he wasn't. He was mm. a very unique voice. So how, how do you change that? Yeah. And to be honest, I doubt that they're in any hurry to do anything no. either. You know, no, I doubt it. I mean, why would you be? Like, there's, you, you want things to happen naturally, or something like this. You want it to feel right for everyone. Mm. If if you just press yourself into getting into a rehearsal studio with a bunch of other blokes trying to be Chester, then oh god, can you imagine? Yeah, it's it's going to be awful, isn't it? You you know, you're going to have that concert memory. So, I'm sure when they're all happy to do something, I'll do it, but. I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I'm just impatient. Um, Same. <laughs> you know, um, because we've got all those original uh, concerts that happened, all those CDs that we bought, and we're just keen for more. Um, anyway. Yeah, pull your finger out, Lincoln Park. What's the issue? Yeah, for God's oh. sake. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> your finger out your ass. Um Talking about bands who've lost, lost a member. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Foo Fighters have announced their first show since confirming they will continue without Taylor Hawkins. Um, now, this is, this is quite significant. They're going to be headlining Festival, the Boston Calling Festival in America, not in Lincolnshire, Boston, Lincolnshire, which would have been amazing. Can you imagine? That, that would have been a snag, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Powerball um, Foo Fighters. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, so it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's tickled me. That he's gone. Um, Hello, Boston. <laughs> We're the Foo Fighters. This is our first gig back. <laughs> uh, but I want to know who's going to sit in, in on drums. I mean, what's what's the plan? It doesn't say. Um. Now, there's, there's, uh, there's lots uh, of options, isn't it? I mean, this, this is a very different scenario to losing a singer like Chester. Yes. I mean, T mm. Taylor was probably more the Foo Fighters for me than, than Dave Grohl is, but he is he was just a drummer. You know, in, in loose terms, he was an incredible drummer, but you could replace someone who bangs with drums easier than you can replace a singer. Um, obviously not emotionally, but physically you mm. can. But yeah, who, who's going to take the... Who's going to take the hot seat? Because it's a big seat to fill. 
What do you reckon, Lee? I'm trying to think of who, like, like you said, like who could, who could take his place. I, I, I honestly can't. Couldn't put my couldn't put my finger on one particular drummer because, like, like you said, it's it's a it's a big seat to fill. Um, yeah, I, they are massive. They are huge, and yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of other other. Sorry, gone completely blank. I'm trying to think of other drummers that would be able to so, fill that slot. The what the one that's um, done the round is Rufus Taylor, Roger Taylor's son, who obviously played at the. Um, Tribute shows. The tributes, yeah, yeah, and he's he's really high up the list in people who people want, alongside Taylor's mm. son, of course, who also played at the tribute shows. I think they're the two that people want. He was great though. Yeah, he, he was. was so good, and he not was. in a sort of patronising, you know, oh well done sort of way. He was actually fucking amazing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I have noticed though at Boston Calling Festival. Is that Alanis Morissette will be playing the same lineup as the Foo Fighters, who actually shared the same drummer? Yeah, they did. Um, which is, uh, I mean, I don't. That's wow. You know, that's. I, I, I wonder if they've ever met each other and whatever. I'd imagine, I'd imagine they probably have. Dave Grohl's met everyone. Oh, that's, that's, that's very true, actually, yes. Right. Um, so uh, if you're planning on going to Boston Calling, just in case, because we do have some people listening in America, um, Paramore is also playing Queens of the Stone Age, Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, the Lumineers, Alanis Morissette, with The National, The Flaming Lips, and King Gizzard, and The Lizard Wizard, amongst the other names confirmed so far. It's quite, it's quite a nice lineup, actually. I would, if I was anywhere near, I think I would turn up to this. I, li- I like Foo Fighters headlining a festival. Oh yes, yeah, straight back at it, straight back at it. Um, Memorial Day weekend. What's Memorial Day? Do we know? The day when memorials things. happen. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Um, nice to see them back, though. I'll, I mean, you know, whoever whoever sits on in that drummer's seat, it'll be amazing to see them back. Oh, definitely, yeah. UK concert goers, I'm talking about you. Uh, think ticket prices are too high, so they have stopped going. Now, do, do you agree with this? Mm, yes and no. Um, Obviously, it's your it's your choice to spend your money on how on obviously who you want to see, and I get that. But I mean, you could you could spend a hundred pound see Metallica um, at the Etihad Stadium in Manchester, um, or you could spend twenty five quid, if not less, to go and see Envisions at the Black Heart in Camden. <laughs> um, it's a it's a, it's, so a, it's, it's, a, it's a this sounds like a decision you've made, Lee. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. No, I, uh, it depends on the band you want to see. Because yeah, I mean, I I made a choice in summer um, of 2022 that I wasn't going to go and see Placebo at Brixton because a 55 pound a ticket at Brixton, and I didn't think it was. I don't think 55 quid was worth of the Brixton Academy. So I made I'm, I love Placebo and I made the choice 
purely on I can't afford to spend 55 quid on a venue like Brixton knowing their one their beers are going to be about six seven pound a pop getting in and out of London um it it didn't seem feasible to me financially where whereas a band like Envisions again 25 quid 20 quid um again getting in and out of London itself is about fucking about 30 quid as it is yeah I I I th- I think it depends on the bands you want to see but yeah generally speaking some bands are expensive but that's just I suppose that's just life now these days I suppose yeah it's it's weird isn't it? I like I completely agree it's about who you choose to see but I think Lee made you made a good point when you said you made that choice purely on money if that if placebo ticket was 30 quid you might have been tempted but mm. I think the problem is it's a mixture between the Spotify era and bands not making money any money at all off music anymore and the fact that especially post covid in a post covid world tickets were high anyway before covid but the costs of touring are extensive now and there's more insurance because of covid as well that bands have to take out and there's especially in the UK now there's more visas and more a band can't from England for instance can't just get in a van and go to France and Germany anymore there's so many more bits of paperwork and red tape and that's the same everywhere but it's it's expensive like i never thought i'd see a blink 182 tickets came out and i looked at them and bought some and they were 80 quid for a standard ticket or if not more and i said oh that's quite reasonable and i said that in my head and that's that's mad and yeah it's it is it, i think it's right i think it is going to price people out and Maybe we'll see gig tickets come down because a lot of bands have started doing smaller tours as well. I've noticed there's a lot more academy-sized tours. Bands aren't taking their arena setups out anymore. Um, bands that could easily do arenas. You know, your bands that... Like for the last Alter Bridge tour and the Ghost tour, for instance, they didn't fill these arenas. But you get less of those type of tours. Like Enishikari are a prime example. They could do arenas. They'd only half fill them, but that costs 10 times more than what it did 10 years ago. So they just do academies. And yeah, I think it's pricing people out really. And it can't be helped. I think they're justified, but things like Ticketmaster surge pricing can just absolutely fuck off. Yeah. Cause like I, I avoid the only thing I use Ticketmaster for now is download because you have no other choice. Download RIP. You have no other choice, but to use it. And I avoid it like the plague because it's absolute bullshit. And at that, that is something that can fuck off. I think high ticket prices are bad, but surge pricing can strongly go away. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you're right, you know, because artists aren't making the money from streaming. Um, so they've got to make it back on on tour. Yeah. or You know, it's... it's but then you've got bands who, who I mean, I've I've been reading about bands who complain about the fact that their merchandise is being skimmed off the top by the actual venue. Yeah, um, the venues are actually taking a percentage, quite an unreasonably high percentage, off the top of any merch sales, which they've had nothing to do with the manufacture of. They've got nothing to do with the band. It just happens to be the place where they're selling the merch. And, and I think that's that's a piss take, yeah. um, and so that would also it contribute to higher merch prices potentially. Um, 
I mean, is it because they were all closed in 2020? I don't know, but I saw something recently on the merch stuff where I can't remember what tour it was, maybe the Shinedown tour. And the venue actually dictated the merch prices for the, the like the standard items of t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeve shirts. And it meant that the support band, so obviously Shinedown's top, so I might might not be Shinedown, I'm just using their name, but the headliners band would be, you know, 50 quid for a hoodie, let's say. And normally your, your support acts would have a lower price, but the venue dictated that hoodies couldn't be sold for less than 50 quid. So the hoodies for the support band would also be 50 quid. And of course, that's going to fucking hurt them like hell. Yeah, um, of course it is. So yeah, because if you want a hoodie from both bands, if you want the support and the main acts, that's a hundred yeah. quid for two yeah, hoodies. It's, it's unfeasible. Venues have a lot of to do with this as well, especially at kind of academy and grassroots levels, because it's it's not the first time I've heard of venues skimming the top tops of merch and percentages of merch. And mm. I get it; they're providing a table and maybe a member of staff sometimes, but no. Like, I mean, I mean, it's, 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 Lee, you didn't you buy some merch from literally people in the band? <laughs> you did, didn't yeah. you? They they sell their own merch. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which which is which is an added bonus as well. I think when you yeah you get the to band meet members, them. Yeah, you've met the band members. They get to pass you on the merch as well. Um, I don't understand why these venues are, are taking any cut whatsoever. If it wasn't for these bands that are coming into their venues, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Some of them wouldn't be able to open. Um, I mean, they wouldn't be getting in the the revenue from like drinks and stuff and potentially food. And I think it's, it's so cheeky to be taking again a cut of the band's money. Um, I love getting a tour top. Don't get me wrong, a tour T-shirt with obviously all the list of dates and stuff on the back. Um, but again, I started I started going directly to the bands and buying them online from yeah. the band's merch store. Because then at least you know, at least then you know the band will get a hundred percent, or if not a massive percentage of the money that you're spending on on, on that piece of merchandise. I, th- I think it's so cheeky; it's not fair, and something ne- something does need to be done about it. Because some, yeah, some venues are just taking the piss. Yeah, I love merch, and I'm always up for getting you know more <laughs> stuff to put in my cupboard. Um. Yeah, not but, to wear, just, just to, no. to look good in <laughs> I, I mean, I do wear it, you know, but just not. I, you, can't, you can't wear it all the time, can you? No, you can't. Um, and uh, and I, I, it, it makes me think twice about picking any merch up from any of these gigs. Because you're wondering, how, well, how much is the band actually getting? Um, and it makes me want to go directly, like you say, Lee, to to the band, to the website of the band or to, you know, wherever to get the official merch because I don't want to, I don't want to, I mean, as much as we need venues, I think it's a, a real piss take. Uh, it's quite insulting, to be honest, mm. to to have them skimming off the top, with, with, you know, for something they've had fuck all to do with. I'd be yeah. really pissed off and I can understand the bands who are. I'd love to see the, like, the numbers behind it all. You know, maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe there's, I don't know, maybe the venue doesn't make as much money as we think off ticket sales and off beer sales. But you'd you'd think at a sold-out Brixton Academy, the bar sales alone, let alone any cloakroom costs or whatever, would cover the staff. But 
I, I don't fully know how it all works nowadays. Who hires the venue? Who books the bands? What the promoters get? What the band gets? But it'd be interesting to see mm. a split. Yes, keen on seeing those splits. Um, the uh, the actual article on Metal Injection has quoted Ultimate Guitar uh, for the uh, for the study which says that more than half of UK's music fans have missed at least one show in the last five years due to prohibitive ticket prices. I think that, that, that goes... That's, I can understand that one because I've turned down going to shows that are too expensive. You just think, you yeah. know, he's taking the piss. Um, 18% of the survey population claimed that they'd been regularly priced out of live shows, whilst 44% thinks that going to concerts become, uh, became, in general, very expensive... Um, uh, it says, when questioned about a fair price for a concert ticket, around half of concert goers answered around $50, but the overall majority admitted to paying more than double that. Um, the poll also addressed Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing models, with 71% of the surveyed population being against the concept. Um, so, more, you know, I'd say mirroring what, what we say, to be honest... Yeah, you know it's it's not it's not a good look. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to think. I was looking at Metallica tickets some years ago. Well, you know when they did that tour years ago. I can't fucking remember what year it was. Um, and it was just so expensive. But even the the tour that they're doing, they're about to they're about to go on. That's really expensive, isn't it? I mean, what what have you paid, Demon? So, I mean, I've paid in the past. So, the first time I saw Metallica outside of a festival my ticket was i think 45 or 50 quid for a standing ticket at was it? arena yeah and that wasn't wow. that long ago i mean it was quite a while ago it was probably 2000 and actually no i tell you it was 2008 or 2007 it was at wembley stadium and yeah it was 50 quid for a metallica wow, headline that's set pretty decent and you had metallica um i don't know if machine had ever played but the lineup was like metallica uh bullet for my valentine him um, I can't remember if Machine had actually played. I think Machine Head did play. I can't remember. But yeah, that was 50 quid for a standing ticket at Wembley Stadium. The last time I bought a Metallica ticket was for the Etihad Stadium, and it was 120 quid, I think, for a ticket. I don't get me wrong. Seated? Fucking standing? That, that was seated, yeah. Um, I don't get me wrong. It was incredible, and I'd pay, I'd pay it again, stupidly. And like this tour they're doing in Europe, the tickets are around about 100 quid for a single day but obviously they're doing for two days and you can only get two day tickets so bringing it back around to download festival if a download day ticket this year is 100 quid and you want to see metallica it's a fucking bargain because <laughs> you're going to get all those bands as well because you know yeah. parkway drives is 50 60 quid band in an arena now and you know arena gigs alone are at least 50 quid yeah um, and it makes things like day tickets at download become very, very, very good value. They were anyway, but even more so nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something that you tend to forget, I think, about the value of going to a festival. Whilst you not may not see every band, you may yeah. see very few bands. Um, yeah. But the, the fact of how many bands are actually playing in one day on how many, however many stages... You know, you could get, and how much would they charge individually for gigs? Exactly, yeah. Even if you saw a bunch of bands that would cost 20 quid, you could soon rack up to 100 quid for a day ticket. Like five bands, and you're nearly there. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's, it's easy. 
Limp Biscuit Break Stuff Ballad Cover. Right. Have you okay. listened to it? <laughs> let me let because that, that was that was it was in the script as a very strange sentence. So I just want to put it into English. So, so that it, I'll read the headline here so that people can understand what the fucking headline is. Uh, someone's brilliantly reimagined Limp Biscuits Break Stuff as an emotional piano ballad. And it's officially Fred Durst approved, according to Metal Hammer. Uh, now, um, it says... <laughs> it's, this isn't the first thing that I would think of when, when, when um, covering Break Stuff. Um, an emotional piano ballad. I wouldn't get the piano out and start tinkling no. on the ivories. I mean, it's, it's, um, my, it's my karaoke go-to, and I've never done a ballad. Oh, I'd yes, love is. to see that, to be honest. I'd love to see you smash out break stuff as a as, as a as a karaoke. Well, when song. when when I'd, you were you... when you were um, all watching Iron Maiden at download this year, I was doing karaoke in the RIP bar, and I did break stuff. You missed your chance. Oh, I, just, I wasn't watching Iron Maiden. I was asleep. You, when you were asleep. I was asleep. Like ten meters away from that bar, um, there is versions on YouTube as well. That's all I say. Lee, was that the day that you got really drunk? It was. Okay, it fine. was. That was the day I got really drunk as well because I had a nap prior oh. because I fell asleep during <laughs> bleed from a set. Stood up. Do you know, I, I, I was an absolute write off. I went to the arena so fucking drunk. So I, I can't. I've got to go back and just at least try and sleep off for a couple of hours. Yeah, miss the entire fucking day. Caught That's a what glimpse I did. of funeral for a friend. Watched Deftones, and then once Deftones finished, I thought, "I'm I'm I'm hungover. Not like a regular yeah. hangover. You wake up in the morning, you you feel like shit. Like this was like in the evening. I feel like shit. I've got to go to bed. But yeah, it, it was a hangover. Exactly. It's a, it a dehydration hangover, and I couldn't watch Iron Maiden. Nor your amazing set of uh, your your karaoke break stuff. Unfortunately, <laughs> that, that same day, I remember I I got two pints from the bar. And I went to see Bleed from within, and I was like, this is going to be great. I'm stood in the tent with my mate James. He's having a great time. Bleed from within come on stage. And I remember standing there with two pints in my hand, a very full tent. Bleed from within going fucking incredibly riotous. And I remember being asleep and my eyes closed, stood up. <laughs> and after Bleed from within finished, which I just about survived through, I turned around to James and went, I'm done. And then I went and had a nap and woke up just before Iron Maiden started had some food, and then went and did karaoke. It was great. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It was great. Um, Lee, I know you wanted to see Iron Maiden as well, but how much did you want to see them? Are you, were, you, were you really bothered to see them or not? I want to see them before they eventually retire, because, I mean, they're, 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 all, they're old fellas now, and they're going to retire soon, surely. I'd like to see them before they retire. Maybe If they do another download, then maybe. But... I think it's given that they're going to do another download. I mean, I can't. I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not Mystic Meg, but I predict <laughs> that they're going to do another download. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be. Um, it's a, it's hot. It's difficult because, yeah, they're a band that I really want to see. I've missed my opportunity twice now to see them. Am I really that asked? I don't know. Probably not. Is, is it just is it a box ticking thing you just want to say that you've seen them i think so it was yeah. the same with kiss um, yeah. kiss was literally just a box ticking event and i saw yeah. part of their set yeah. i saw when gene simmons did his whole <laughs> demon change and i thought you know what i was probably better off not watching this well 
I mean, uh, you know, despite the... Well, I mean, it's... Uh, it's, it's just pensioners in drag. That's <laughs> <laughs> what kids are. Uh, you know, I, when Aerosmith were on, I, you know, I'd never seen them. They were a massive band. Wanted to, to say I'd seen them. I mean, I've never fucking listened to them on my own time, and I never fucking would, not really. I think they're all right. Mm. But I wouldn't, you know, go, oh, let's get, let's get, let's get Aerosmith on. I, I'm, you know, saying those with Iron Maiden, I'm not looking for them to listen to them. Or anything like that. You know, there's, there's a lot of bands like that, like Kiss. I'm never going to fucking listen to them. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just not, they're not for me. And I've not grown up with them. I'm not part of, you know, they're not a part of my history of, of music. I'm just not fucking bothered. So I wouldn't, you know, whilst it's, it's, it's nice to say, oh, look, there's Kiss over there. <laughs> you know, and oh, Iron Maiden. Who gives a fuck? You know, you'd, you'd, yeah. never, you'd never listen to them normally. Why does it give it? Why do you give a fuck? No, I, I, I do. I do agree with that. To be fair. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> rant um, over. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. Do you know? It's <laughs> sometimes I have to say these things out loud. You know, to to really get to what I really think. Because I'm I've, I'm in this sort of trap of having to to see these bands, these these logo headliners, because because they are popular and people like them, um, even though I'm not asked. And, and thinking, you know, oh well, I, I must have to see them to be to tell people that I have seen them, but it's bullshit. I'm, I'm, I only want to see the bands that I like to listen to. That's that should be where I spe- that should be where the value comes from in going to see a festival like Download. You, you just go and see the like you, Lee. You only want to go. You only see the bands that you want to see because fuck the rest because yeah. you might miss something that's amazing. Yeah. And no, I, I, I just, have just thought I just thought of a great analogy actually. You know, like. You ever bought a meal deal from Tesco or Sainsbury's or something like that, right? Yes. Hear me out. Oh, God. So, the value of your ticket, right, could be made more by, obviously, the experience of the band. So, for instance, you know those, like, fucking blueberry smoothie type things, the next movie that are, like, like are worth more than the fucking meal deal itself? <laughs> yes. That would be your Metallica band, right? <laughs> Because again, your ticket to Metallica, like you yeah. said, is going to be over over hundred quid, and I imagine a day ticket will be the same sort of price. So, your Metallica are your smoothie band, but then imagine you get like a fucking ham sandwich, you end up seeing some kind of like and that mm. could be your shit your shit band you see middle of the day that you think just, it's just not worth it, like ninety p sort of ham sandwich crap. Mm. I I agree that earlier you said about obviously the, the value of the ticket and. I know. I was going to make a point. I kind of got off a bit. Of a Do you know? I, I know. I sort of I understand where you, you know, were headed, going. though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, because the thing is that I don't listen to Metallica either. So no matter what the cost of the ticket, the value yeah. of what I've paid for the festival comes in all these little bands actually that yeah. I would rather listen to, um, and you know that I, that I would go and see that I do like to listen to. I would. I don't ever. I mean, there's no disrespect to anybody who likes Metallica, but I don't reach for Metallica to press play on any of their stuff because I haven't. They're not part of my music mm. journey yeah. through metal. They're just not. And as 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 much as I probably will go and see them because they're on fucking two days, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, it isn't something that I'm going there for. You know, I'm not. I'm not there to. I'm not there to see Metallica, sort of thing. I know I bang on about him a lot, though. Do, do you like Envisions, Neil? 
Yeah, I've listened to some of their stuff, and I, I quite like them. I mean, uh, I okay. can see why you like them more than me, but yeah, I, you know, uh, they're okay. <laughs> I'm not. That'll I'm do. not. You know, I, I'm do. not creaming my drawers like you, you know, like you are or anything. But I, you know, the, <laughs> I can I appreciate. Have, I, have, I have never creamed my drawers to envisions. They're no, just you've just licked really... the faces. <laughs> no, me. Why is the yes. bottom of that flag really white? <laughs> uh, there is a sensible explanation to that, and I'm not going to say it because it's not funny, like like the, like what's going through your mind. But it is what is you it, think it is. It's yeah, it's uh, it's um, man love. Um, so anyway, <laughs> this uh, wait, wait, wait. We, we got here. We got here through a, quite a circuitous route. Um, we, we, we're actually talking about um, a, a ballad believe it or not, of break oh, yeah. stuff. Uh, so I think we should have a little listen. Yes. <laughs> what if Limp Bizkit's break stuff was done as a ballad? Let's see what it sounds like. It's just one of those days We don't want to wake up Everything is fucked Everybody sucks You don't really know why You want to justify Ripping someone's head off No human contact if you interact, your life is on contract The best bet is to stay away, motherfucker It's just one of those days It's all about he said, she says bullshit I think you better quit, let the shit slip Or be leaving with a fat lip It's all about he said, she says bullshit I think you better quit it, talking that shit, punk so come and get it. Oh. Has it touched That's, you? Uh, that, that so come and get it was sexual. Oh. What are we going to get? <laughs> it's, it's changed the meaning entirely. Yeah, that, 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 yeah the, 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 the smoothness of that has completely changed to see what it once meant. Yeah. I like that. That was pretty I good. I like that a lot. I could, I could chill that. Actually, that's that in the bath. <laughs> yeah. candles. Get some candles on the go, That's some it. scented yeah. candles. Beautiful. Getting the bed to lead the on. <laughs> yeah, in the bin. In um the now Enter Shikari uh, have announced a new album. A new single. And um an album release what? <laughs> Have you written this, Eamon? Enter Shikari uh, announced... Yeah, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read it as, it as it's written. <laughs> Enter Shikari announced new album, single, and album. <laughs> Release, There's no show, cover. Residency. There's no cover there. <laughs> so, 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 what, 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 a what did a? you... What did you... What did you mean? What did you I, want I to mean, say? I mean, fresh off the press... Ed Shikari have... Right, I'll do it in a sensible order. They've released a new <laughs> single called Please Set Fire to Me. Have which they? Is fantastic, first of right. all. It's a great song. Um, they're releasing a new album in April, um, which is called A Kiss for the Whole World. Um, and they're doing... Oh, that's an, pleasant. A, they're doing album release show residencies in, in London, Manchester, Wolverhampton, Bristol and Glasgow. So, but these are like monthly. So they're doing February, March, and April. They're playing those venues. They're small venues. Shikari love playing small venues. Each set's going to be different each time. Presumably, 
as we get more singles from the album. They'll probably play all the album live at some point across these shows, I imagine. Um, and I would definitely be trying to go. Um, they're sort of doing this... They're sort of doing this... They're saying it's phase two of Shikari, is what Raoul's been sort of saying. And, yeah, it's, it's very exciting because I'm a big, big Shikari fan. As you can tell by the... Uh, Little shirt. Now, Lee, are you, are you telling me that you weren't aware of this? No. Well, I mean, obviously, I told you in the week, or I told you last week, I'm I'm on a bit of a hiatus from all social media, and this is the one regret I'm missing so much shit. Um, and no, I didn't. I did not know this, um, and this is really exciting actually because I've just looked at the the tour poster, and that uh, part of the March tour, they're with as everything unfolds, and. Yes. I absolutely loved um, as everything unfolds at download. Obviously, saw them twice. Uh, Thirty-two quid for a ticket. That's not bad, actually. The London show. That's not actually that bad. Yeah. So to get tickets, to get early access to tickets, you need to pre-order the album or be part of Future Historians fan club, and they'll go on sale on the nineteenth, I think, for the pre-release. Um. So I have the album pre-ordered. It's going to be very, very good. I'm very excited. The, the single has like a cross of old Shikari meets a new kind of era. Lots of guitar noise, which is nice. 17th um, is on a fucking Friday. What exactly have you ordered as the single album, whatever? Have you ordered a physical copy or a vinyl or what? So I've ordered a physical copy. They've got a whole bunch of stuff being Shikari. They like doing the whole big bundles as... Bundles with vinyls, bundles with t-shirts, jumpers. I've ordered, I think it's the 20 quid package, which is kind of like a free disc, CD, and DVD set. Really? You get the, yeah, you get the, obviously the album, and I think you get the live at Alexandra Palace free um, DVD, which is from their last tour. Um, I was there. Quite that was awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Are you in the video? Uh, I doubt it. I'm at the back, it's propping up oh. the bar. All oh, right. Oh, I'm cancelling my pre-order then. I only got this <laughs> yeah, <in> the content. <laughs> Fuck you, Rav Reynolds. Um, but yeah, what's 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 really interesting, and here's some fan kind of... You know, you get these fan theories about things with bands and albums. Mm, yes. So mm-hmm. so the album artwork is um, these little red flowers kind of dead in a forest. And obviously they're quite big climate enthusiasts and all that kind of stuff. And if you compare it to the Flash Flood of Colour album um, frontage, they've got a, their big red Enjikari logo um, in lights in a forest. And it looks like this album's playing off the idea that humanity has destroyed the forest and the plants are dead, is what it looks like. And with them going into Phase 2, maybe they've killed off that side of Shikari. Maybe that's the theory behind it as well. There's lots of fan theories because fans are oh. weird. But are you? Do you go on? On? Do they have a forum or some sort of club or something where you discuss all these rumors? There's a there's a Shikari fan Facebook group which oh, um, has has all the Shikari nerds in it. Yes. Nicest nerds going, all very friendly people, me included. I'm sure as anti Shikari fans, yes, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's yeah, that's that's a fan theory at the minute. I don't know if anyone's confirmed it, but it very much looks that way. It's the same colors, looks like the same forest, um, and it won't surprise me because. Raoul's basically David Attenborough at this point. He is, isn't he? <laughs> like, he might as well be. Did you um, enjoy them at the pilot, Eamon? 
yes. I like I've seen Jakari a whole bunch of like they're probably our most seen band. Like really, I'm probably close. If I'm over thirty, probably maybe under thirty times. I don't know. I've been going to see them since two thousand and four, five, maybe when they when they first when they first came out. Then really, yeah. Because I, I I remember hearing um, I remember hearing sorry you're not a winner when I was yes. about two thousand six, which is obviously yeah. a couple of years after obviously all the um the. Ah, uh, fucking! All the demos started coming out. Yeah. yeah, I was actually dumbfounded. It to, to to think actually that's actually so cool. You actually saw them like way way back when they I, were. I saw them play the comedy tent at Leeds Festival. That was that was an experience. Comedy tent. It was, but it was there was there was a load of comedians, and then there was like it was on a Thursday night, and it was um, who was the other band? It might have been Sixth. No, it wasn't Sixth. It was a, me- a weird. It was a metal band. It might have been Sixth. And uh, Shikari, they did a half-hour set. Um, but yeah, I've seen them a whole bunch. But the pilots, going back to the actual question, like, h- how good was that? Like, after however long without live music, there's, there's, mm. there's, there's, two, there's two acts for me, especially festival-wise, that will that epitomizes festivals and live music in the UK for me. And it's Frank Turner and, and Shikari. Like... No, no two acts epitomise festivals and live music. I don't think like they're just two sets of passionate musicians. But Shikari absolutely destroyed that stage, and just yeah, blew me away. Probably it's probably the fa- my favourite time I've seen Shikari. Maybe because of the whole not seeing anyone for ages, but I think it was just spectacular. I mean, it was a very special festival wasn't it the whole thing at pilot yeah. it was it was um despite one or two things that lee would complain about uh, i mean when do i not have something to complain about that's, <laughs> no i that's, know let's be real come on i've but, always got something to have a bitch about a download festival <laughs> we've made a whole podcast about it um, exactly but um because of obviously you you had lost your keys and, and tent I had a nightmare issues. that year. It, it was I had a nightmare that year. I really did. It was the worst thing as well. Is like like you said, it, we hadn't had music like live music or anything like that for actually ages. And yeah, man, I fucking I came in and just totally unprepared for what was to happen. My tent was too big. Fucking, I lost my keys. But you know what? Uh, a lot of that shit was not. It wasn't your fault because. There wasn't enough space to camp. I think that's what made it worse. When you say it wasn't my fault, I think that's what made it worse was the fact that I've I've come in so excited and so what I thought was prepared. Yeah. And then yeah, just it it it, it see again, I saw so many people with the same size tent that managed to pitch up. And bigger uh, with gazebos yeah. next to it. Oh, that wound me up. But, <laughs> Dickens. <laughs> yeah. Hey, especially hey. like i'm gonna say this especially oh. those people who had a fucking gazebo and we said oh no they didn't have a gazebo that's what it was they had a big fucking space next to their tent mm. oh we went oh look a space and they went oh no we're gonna put a gazebo up or oh, we're waiting for some fucking people or something like that and we were and we were left without anywhere to camp Dickheads. yeah, yeah. But Enish Akari was great. Enish <laughs> do you know what? Really good, really good show, actually. And it's not, yeah. Shikari are not a band I have followed, uh, but I really enjoy, I mean, it's a spectacular show. Um, yeah. And they come across really well. You know, excellent. Great booking for the pilot. 
fantastic booking for the pilot, and it was good to see him headline something as well, so they could see what they could do. Who else headlined the pilot? It was uh, Frank Carter. Frank Carter, yeah, yes, and Bullet for My Valentine. Yes, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't watch around. much of Bullet at all. I, no, I, I, thought, I, I, not my I thing. ducked out about twelve o'clock Sunday. After, I ducked out about twelve o'clock Sunday I, just to get home. I, I like Bullet. I do, but. I'd just seen Frank Turner, who, as I just say, I fucking I love Frank Turner, and he just epitomizes live music for me. Carter. Like, you keep Frank saying Turner. Turner. Yeah, Turner. Um, Frank Carter as well was oh. great, but Frank Turner, who played, who headlined oh, the second stage, uh, just for Bullet. Ah, and there you go. He just epitomizes live music for me. And it's just, I've seen him, and then I went across to Bullet, and I've, I've loved Bullet for. Since the poison, they were one of my teenage kind of obsessions, and I've, I've gone up and down and out of love with them. And I thought, you know what? It's bullet for my Valentine, and we've not had music for ages. They're going to be great. They're going to put on a good show because I've seen them put on some really good shows. They brought Pyro, they brought everything else, and I watched the first few songs, and I just thought they sounded wooden as fuck. I mean, I also know people that really enjoyed them, but I, I just didn't think they took the opportunity yeah. or they didn't seem to relish being back. I mean, they probably did, but like Frank Carter came on stage, was fucking over the moon, ecstatic, energetic. Ral Reynolds and Shikari come on stage. Every band that weekend came on stage with so much energy and passion and excitement about being back. And Bullet just seemed to be going through the motions somehow, even though they've not done the motions for two years at that point. So, yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, wooden. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I didn't. I, I think I must have stopped for three songs, and I thought, you know what, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't do. It didn't do anything. That did nothing for me. Did nothing yeah, for absolutely. me. And I had a, a great weekend up until 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 then. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So it's like I was in the mood mood for music, yeah. but they just didn't do anything that made moved me at all, which is a no. shame. So yeah, it is a shame. But there it is. And lastly. We have an award ceremony on its way to us. We just can't avoid it. It happens every year. Uh, the Brit Awards is happening. Um, it always happens in February. And I remember that because my birthday is in February. And I always notice it. Um, I haven't watched the full Brit Awards for a very long time. I think the last time I watched it um, in full must have been <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> Um, and it was when live. ABBA were featured <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was really good yeah um, <laughs> um, and well I remember the Brit Awards it used to be live there used to be people showing their asses. Um, there used to be people coming up and swearing before the watershed. Um, it used to be fun. It used to be exciting. Um, and I, th- I don't know exactly what happened, but I don't know if it, I don't think it's live or it's live with a delay. And it's yeah. not quite, um, maybe they stopped serving alcohol at the tables. Uh, something like that. Um, but it's, you know, it's not an exciting, or at least the last time I watched it, or a bit of it, it wasn't an exciting watch. And so I think I've abandoned it because I just thought, why am I spending two hours of my life watching boring shit? So um, let's go to the nominees. (laughs) (laughs) The nominees are... (laughs) That said, the nominees... um, So uh, they... uh, (laughs) 
slagging it off for 10 minutes and then talking about it like it's okay. Um, the... Um, See, we're only really mentioning it because uh, they have a category which uh, is of interest to us, the Best Rock Alternative Act. Uh, and the nominees are... I like this. It's like I'm on stage doing it. Oh. The 1975, yeah. Arctic Monkeys, mm. Nova Twins, yes. Tom Gretz... I have to pause after each one for an applause like that. Oh, do you know what? I could even do it. What am I doing? They've still got an applause got the button. Soundboard. Oh my god! Oh yes, my god! We're there we go. Do it. It's like we're actually there. Yes. Right. Oh my god. Are you ready? Now, do you know we need to? Uh, there's some music underneath it, maybe. Should we have some music underneath it as well? See, we're going to go, have to go the oh. whole way. We can't just do oh, it. Oh. We can't do a half job. We have to do. See, I don't know whether this would be appropriate or not. And the nominees are. For best rock and alternative act, the 1975. Um, <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. Nova Twins. Is it working, this? You feel like you're there? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Grennan. And Wet Leg. Um, yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anticlimax. Can't give yeah. you the winner because we're not there. Um, are you, what do you reckon then? Um, I mean, I don't consider them as being, I mean, I can see that they're alternative. Um, but I just want really heavy stuff. I really I want really heavy rock that's in there. I don't think that that really satisfies me, to be honest. I've seen Nova Twins. Um, saw yeah. the download a few years ago, and I thought they were fantastic. So much energy and life in their performance. Um, uh, I, I, if I, if if I was going to vote, I'd, I'd, I'd have said Nova Twins, hundred yes, percent, to yeah. win that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Arctic Monkeys and nineteen seventy five are going to be the popular votes in that. Um, but I think the tr- the truly the only alternate act within that. I mean, I don't know Wet Leg, I don't know Tom Grennan, but the only alternate act that I can really see in that group of people is Nova Twins. So, I mean, yeah, they'd get my vote. Yeah. I mean, they're all rock, I guess, but yeah. It's it's that it's that I suppose it's been really when you look at some of the previous winners of this, you've had like The Darkness win it. But also, oh, have you? Franz, yeah, also Franz, a very quick Google, I found four people that have won it. But also, like, Franz Ferdinand. I would assume Muse probably won it at some point, and maybe, I don't know, Coldplay or something at some point. No, maybe, no I think, but... because you say this, I think this is the popular end. You know, the sort of more sort yeah. of commercial, that's probably what it, a better way of putting it, I a mean, more commercial aspect. Personally, I wouldn't put the 1975 in there. No. Mainly because I fucking hate them. <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. For no other reason. But um, yeah, enough. no. Tom, Tom Grennan's pretty rocky, but like I think Sam Fender won it last year. Looking at the thing I've got up here, it did might he? Not done, but yeah, what, best rock alternative act according to uh, the Know It All source Wikipedia. Oh, dot I org. Um, give them some credit where it's due. Um, Sam Fender won it last year, with the nominations being Coldplay, Glass Adamers, Tom Grennan and Wolf, Tom Grennan and Wolf Alice. But I, I don't know. It's 
Hmm. I think the 1975 are probably going to take it because they seem to be huge this year. But yeah, it's um, who actually voted? This isn't um, this isn't voted for by normal people, is it? This is an industry thing, isn't it? Brits. Yeah, it's it's, it's industry at this point, I believe. I don't yeah. know if it's a, a fan thing beforehand, but yeah, it's industry for the actual winners. And how do we get? I guess they. I guess the industry picks the nominees as well. Then, presumably, I don't fully know. I don't. For I mean, it's years since I've even had a vague interest in the Brits. Uh, but that's the last. Last I knew, as far as I know, it was it was the industry that picked the nominees and decided the winner. Um, I just think I. I don't think it's a very adventurous group of nominees. I think that there are some people in the rock alternative category that are doing more interesting work um, than what we've got yeah, as a whole. I mean, a band I'd have in there, for instance, if we're, if we're going down a popular end, even just for a nomination, would be a band called Seagulls. They've had a fucking phenomenal year. And if you don't know Seagulls, they're fucking fantastic. But they've had a phenomenal year, but they're kind of, you know, they're that indie rock, that popular side of rock. And they're just getting bigger by the second, but they've not got a single nomination throughout the entire thing. And, you know, I think they're going to be one of the biggest British bands in a few years. Yeah. But... I mean, I guess the awards are the type of thing just to get everybody talking, because nobody's going to agree, necessarily, with no. nominees or winners. Um which you know, I, I guess it's it's all about exposure for the acts, I suppose. Um, I just think, I, I, but it's the Brits, isn't it? It's on ITV. It's not the kind of thing that that um, you know people who necessarily like Metallica um, will be looking at for any kind of. And it's not, you know, I'm 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 very nearly. 40 years old <laughs> so it's so it's not particularly i wouldn't say it was aimed at me either yeah um i'd say it's probably named at your grandkids fuck <laughs> <laughs> off um and i mean i mean let's be honest there's no grandkids coming my way uh, <laughs> might be a pet dog um, so, um, I mean, you've got, let's have a look at, we've got, uh, let's have a look at artist of the year. Who do we reckon out of, oh Christ. Um, I mean, forgive me if I'm saying your names wrong, but I've never heard of half of these. Central C, Fred again. Fred again? Fred again, and again. Oh my uh, God. George Ezra, have heard of that. Harry Styles, heard of that. Stormzy, I've heard of that because he was on Radio 2 the other day and I do listen to Radio 2 now and again. Oh. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I think out of that, it's got to be Harry Styles. I think it has, and I, I know fuck all that. about pop music yeah. Yeah, anymore. Well, I, would, I was going to... I think I have to agree with you, Harry Styles. George Ezra's um, had a new album. I don't know about Stormzy, but Harry Styles had a fucking belter of a year. Yeah. Yes, a even I've noticed... Yeah, I mean, he's done some tunes and and some particularly some music videos that I have seen um, that I'm thinking, God, I would not have expected Harry Styles to have done that kind of thing. And he's like, he can actually sing. Yeah, um, which is you know, from he's come from a, a boy band, 
And, the, you know, it's debatable as to whether a lot of them can sing, to be honest. Because, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the reason why they're in a boy band. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was very impressed. Um, I, you know, you can't know everybody, though, can you? Album of the Year, what do we think? Uh, nominated, you've got the 1975 Being Funny in a Foreign Language. Wet Leg with Wet Leg. Harry Styles with Harry's House. Stormzy with This Is What I Mean. And Fred again. Uh, with Actual Life 3. <laughs> January 1st to September 9th, 2022. Yeah, I didn't what read that title? bit out. Because there's no way that's the fucking title. What a that's stupid gotta title. That's got to be the title. <laughs> that's got to be the title. For <laughs> MasterCard Album of the Year. Is he some kind um, of prog rapper? Do you know what? I mean, I've, I've, listened, I've listened to a lot of music over the past year. And I could name some albums that, that I, I reckon... With shit all over these, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think it's going to be Harry Styles or maybe the 1975, but I think Harry's House was a huge album. Huge album. Um, did uh, Invisions have an album out this year? Damn right they did. That one. Uh, Deadlock. Um, oh, yeah. It was amazing. Uh, I don't know why they're not part of the Brits. Do you know, it's just, it's silly. I don't do understand you? why. Do you really think you do? You get confused about that? Not sure why they're not there. You know, <laughs> underrated. Um, man, that's what I'm saying. I know with all the mentions they get on Festpod as well, um, you'd think they'd be number one. I know exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> do you know what? Actually, no tonight I actually, I actually, tonight I actually tried my best not to mention them as much. I have failed. Big time. <laughs> yeah, Miserably. I think, yeah, well, yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? I, I, you know. Um, I'm going to, no, I'm going to, the thing is, for the next couple of podcasts, You even spunked well, on their flag tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just there. That sounds like a song title, that. Spunk yeah, on their flag tonight. Spunked on their flag. It sounds like, it sounds like a, a, a political song, doesn't it? I'm going to spunk on the flag or something stupid. Yeah, that's got cunt and the gag written all over it. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, having to, I mean, uh, do you know what? I might watch, depending on whether I'm in or not, because they, they put it on a, on an evening and I'm usually out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I might, I might have a look at, at just to, you know, find out who's, <laughs> who's in the pop parade, um, and what's popular, um, because I don't listen to any of this. I mean, I'm just, probably did, you Fred know, again. Uh, yeah, again, as I drive around and in my job. Well, I, you know, I've always got the radio on, and, and and I couldn't tell you half of what I'm listening to. But you know, you'd think I'd notice stuff that I liked um, that was on the, from the Brits. Ed Sheeran's there again, uh, Song of the Year. Uh, let's have a look at the Song of the Year. H and Asante, um, Cat Burns, <laughs> Cat Burns, go. <laughs> Cat Burns, go. It's like, a, it's like a Street Fighter move. <laughs> or a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, Dave. Uh, Ed Sheeran and Elton John with Merry Christmas. Song of the Year. No, I can't. I mean, I love Christmas songs. I really do. Uh, but I have, to, I have to agree with a friend of mine at work. He's, so he says Christmas songs are shit because they're only popular one time a year. I, I, I agree with that to an extent. It shouldn't be song of the year, especially if it's flown like no. it's for a particular time of the year. 
Elisa no. Rose and Interplanetary Criminal, B-O-T-A, baddest of them all. Yeah, oh, that rings a bell. I might have heard that one. No um, George Ezra, Green Green Grass. Harry Styles, as it was. Lewis Capaldi, Forget Me. LF System, Afraid to Feel. Sam Smith and Kim Petrus, Unholy. Some of these names are familiar, but I couldn't tell you what they sound like. The only I song I recognise out of that list is Sam Smith, Kim Petrus, Unholy. But that's because I saw, that's uh, fucking massive on TikTok, didn't it? Oh, is it? Uh, right, right, yes. Only yeah. some of that list Everyone loves that in a minute, don't they? I bet that wins. I bet you anything. I don't know. Ooh, anything? Without knowing what the rest of anything. them sound like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, open door. Mm. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I mean, who knows? Uh, we're going to cover, I mean, to be honest, that's the Brit Awards. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover um, uh, the Heavy Music Awards in um, considerably more detail than than that um, because that's it's it's within our sort of you know it's, it's, our, it's our sort of thing um, so uh, <laughs> as long as the 1975 aren't involved I'm all good <laughs> Harry Styles is welcome but 1975 however yeah no exactly they can get fucked in Alrighty, so that is the festival news. Now let's talk about gigs in the guide. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. So, what gigs or festivals are coming up in the next month or two? Let's have a look. Uh, so, I've got a couple that I'm hopefully going to be going to because. Stoke on Trent get very few good gigs, and we're getting two in the space of three days. Um, and the first tour is the Holding Absence and Void of Vision tour, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, so that's towards the end of the month. Um, they're doing a whole bunch of whole bunch of dates, including Oxford. Yeah, um, I was about to mention. I was about to. Fucking dive in then. If you can make it to the Holding Absence tour this time around, a lot of dates are sold out, but I think it'd be worth your worth your while. But yeah, this is the second the second tour that I want to mention is the Frank Turner tour. Um, so Frank Turner's touring with um, the Lottery Winners, who are also a fantastic band, uh, doing as Frank Turner does a fucking load of dates uh, about. 20 dates maybe across the UK 
Um, yeah, if you've not seen Frank Turner, he just epitomizes live music. But his tour starts on the 17th of January in, in Tunbridge Wells and goes all the way through to February. Well, 20th of February, he's playing Nottingham. Um, we have a lottery winners are on the first leg of a tour. And they're another fantastic band who are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun end of the month. So yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, we've got Sleep Token uh, with North Lane supporting them um, on tour at the moment, and I shall be going to see them in Birmingham in a few days' time. Um, but uh, they are doing... I mean, they're always on tour, Sleep Token. They never seem to stop. Um, but uh, they are going to be in Bristol and London following their sold-out show in Manchester on the 19th of January, so I uh, can't wait to see them. They're going to be amazing. For all the punk fans, Dropkick Murphys. Uh, I've got a um, set of dates, uh, middle of January, 16th in Newcastle, 18th in Manchester, 20th at Cardiff, 22nd in Birmingham. Uh, I don't see a London date, um, which is quite surprising, um, but there it is. Uh, supporting them, Pennywise, uh, the Rumjacks, and Jesse Ahern. So that's definitely going to be a big one. Yeah. And finally, the Amity Affliction. Everyone loves you once you leave them. UK Tour 2023. Uh, they are on tour at the moment. Um, although, again, it's, it's a very, very short tour. Um, Birmingham on the 17th, after their Manchester and London gigs. Um, they're out with Fit for a King, Gideon and See You Space Cowboy. So hopefully there's something there that has tickled your fancy. And, uh, you know, because very often it's a quiet month, January. Uh, but uh, hopefully there's a few things there that you have noticed and you'd like to go and see. So next, we'll get our FestPod favourites. This is where we recommend something we've seen that we like. Um, so, uh, we're going to start off this time with Lee. Lee Ellingham down in the south, sort of Oxfordy area. Um, a little bit, little bit bistery. <laughs> Bist- it's a bit uh, bistery in Oxford. Yeah. It is down there, isn't it? A bit bistery. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, I'm rec- so, as I mentioned earlier, I'm on a bit of a hiatus from uh, a lot of social media. Uh, TikTok is one of the only ones that I've actually managed to stay on because... Uh, uh, there's a lot of funny shit on that. So that, that um, and two particular um, TikTokers uh, that I have seen recently. Um, first one is Orion reacts. Uh, this chap does basically he react he does loads of reaction videos towards um, a lot of band a lot of deathcore and metalcore bands that have got the blah, and they do massive breakdowns and he, he gives his reaction to them. And you can only react the same way he does to like really heavy breakdowns and and that sort of music. Uh, another TikToker, Matt Bevan. Again, he does a lot of reaction videos uh, towards um, a lot of the metalcore and deathcore acts. He also does a lot of videos that are relatable to metalheads. Um, sort of, for example, how metalheads are portrayed and how our music is portrayed by people that don't listen to it. And he puts a very good comedic spin on it. Uh, so my two recommendations, if you're on TikTok, 
go and follow underscore Orion Reacts and Matt Bevan. Matt Bevan is all one word. How are you spelling Orion Reacts? Orion Reacts is uh, underscore O-H-R-I-O-N-R-E-A-C-T-S. And Matt Bevan. Matt Bevan is, is... Yeah, I'm not, ask, not asking is, you to spell that because it's pretty... <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because that's the way I'm you would spell my, it. I know, I'm just showing you I know my ABCs. I know how to spell I know. Yes, all right. Eamon, what's your Fespod favourite? Neil, my Fespod favourite this week is uh, a shameless plug for uh, my mate's band. Um, really? He's Yeah. They're called Secret City Souls. They're a brand new band. Um, they're a pop-punk outfit from Stoke-on-Trent. Um, they've just released their brand new first single um, wow. ever. I, um, it's on YouTube, all your streaming platforms. Um, it's called Safe and Sound. If, if you like your kind of old-schooly pop-punk, um, I can confirm it's very, very good. Um, are you are we, are we allowed to listen to a little bit of it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. And this is their first ever single. This is their first ever single. They've played two gigs. I was at their first gig in Stoke. They've got a gig coming up in March in Stoke. Um, but yeah, it's their first single. Bloody hell, that's good. Yeah. They, they've got a lot of potential ahead of them. And um, Connor's promised to give me uh, 50 quid for every mention. So, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, you've got to get your name out there somehow. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Okay. And uh, mine, my Festpod favourite is um, Sleep Token have released um, a couple of tracks over the over two days. They released a track to uh, a track a day over two days. See, that was very complicated for me to say then. <laughs> um, so on one day, they, did, they released a track and then on the next day, they released a track, uh, which was like, what? And they're great. I mean, I like I say, I'm going to go and see them in a few days. At Birmingham, so if you if you spot me, come and say hello. I'll be at the back <laughs> with a beer, <laughs> <laughs> enjoying them from the back. Um, but uh, yeah, they have. I mean, I, I don't think I can play this for you because they're they're, they're big enough to have registered their songs on um, copyright registering things. So um, uh, they've got two tracks: the summoning and the chokehold, a chokehold and the summoning. Um, so check them out if you vaguely, because <laughs> you know what? Not everybody likes Sleep Token. I'm realising, um, despite how much I go on about them and and like them, uh, there's you do see some comments online saying various things, uh, but I really like them. And so check out their new singles, Chokehold and the Summoning. I can only say, do you know that they're they're not slouching and getting new music out. They're really. No. Um, and, and despite being on tour, you know, where do they get in the chance to, to go in the studio and record these? I don't know, but um, they're busy. And I like that about Sleep Token. They're doing it. They are doing it. They are do- <laughs> with each other. 
but masks are there to cover their shame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that is FestPod favourites, and that's the end of the show. So, um, it is time to plug what else you do. What else have you got going on? Uh, let's start with you, Eamon. All right, I'll uh, plug first. Uh, so I'm going to do my usual, which is which is which is which is my Twitch streams, which pretty much aren't much different to this. Um, yeah, we've we've got a lot coming up on them at the minute. So I'm going to play a game called Hand Simulator soon, which um, I think is a PG game, but I'm not certain yet. Um, yeah, we've Ooh. got a lot. We've we've got we've got a lot of stuff coming say- up. Sorry, was that hand simulator? Hand simulator, yes. Apparently it's very tricky and you have to manoeuvre each finger to do certain acts. Is that on a is is that is that <laughs> PC based? Is it console based or is it VR? It's, Lee wants it, to know how to get hold of this game. It's hand based. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's it's PC based, I believe, only. It can be VR as well, so I need to look at that because I do have an expensive VR headset sat in a box it there. It just sounds like an intriguing premise, dust. a hand simulator. Because obviously, I've I've seen the farming simulator and uh, the the jet wash, or whatever it's called, simulator, and they're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all things. Hands. Yeah, it's well, but yeah, it was. It cost me about a quid for three versions of the game. So this is going to sum up oh, how well. it is, because it's hand simulator, Bargain. hand simulator horror, and something else about hands and simulators um yeah so it's going to be a treat so it's twitch.tv slash shorty etv um if you want to torture yourself some more yes uh lee now i know that you have abandoned ship when it comes to social media you're out the side of the boat and have you even got a life raft my life raft would be TikTok um, um. at T E underscore L E I G H underscore vision or television, as I tried to put a nice little pun to it. Send me stuff, man. Like I'd, 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 anything stupid or music based, just send me stuff. Um, uh, yeah, that's the only way you're going to be able to reach me at the minute. Again, it's potentially just a little hiatus. Uh, it could be permanent. Who knows? Lee wants videos to watch, so make some videos and send them to him. He will watch them. Don't you don't have to make them? Just you I, know, I if have, you, I have you a few. post it to me. I have a few in a dark drawer for you. <laughs> yes, in a, in a special I'll look, I'll look, folder in your phone I'll, that's marked secret. <laughs> yeah, is that is that that's the fifty pound tier for Patreon, isn't it? Those sorts of that's videos, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, if uh, you like what you've heard and uh, you'd like to help us out a little bit, um, please consider supporting FestPod on Patreon. And thank you to those who have. It's very much appreciated. Thank you very much. Some nice rewards going out as well, I spot, on the social media. Um, So uh, if uh, you have enjoyed this as well, please give us a review. Wherever you found us, we're on a lot of podcast catchers, including Audible, which I found us on the other day. Uh, we're on the socials and YouTube. Just search for FestPod and you'll find all of our bits and bobs. Uh, just give us a cheeky subscribe and a follow and all that good business. You know, the usual thing. 
Uh, and we've uh, also got a teensy bit of merch on sale too. So go to Etsy, etsy.com, and search for FestPod there to find it. So that's it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next time. See you later. Bye. A Wilco Productions podcast. Hands. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. FestPod, the unofficial rock festival guide, is part of the Acast Creator Network.